Hey everyone, this is Zach at FF Chalupa Batman. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst series. Today I'm joined by Matthew Betts. How are you doing, Matthew? I am doing well. That intro was electric. That was awesome. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I've never seen that before, but whoever did that for you guys did an awesome job. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Definitely, definitely gets you hyped. It's a little different energy for what this kind of interview is for, but I always like having that intro. <laughs> Dude, it still got me hyped, so I'm ready. Awesome. So for those of you who haven't tuned in before, I believe this is episode 19 of the Beyond the Series um, analyst series. So make sure you go check that out on our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube or our podcast. Go ahead, like, subscribe. Don't want to miss anything out. But we're here to get to know more about Matthew. We're not here to hear about all of his wonderful fantasy takes. Plenty of time for that. Matthew has his own wonderful podcast as well to share those. Uh, we want to get to know you a little bit better. Um, so you are now full-time with the fancy footballers as a lead writer, injury expert, DFS analyst, and you're still a board certified orthopedic clinical specialist, physical therapist. That's a mouthful, <laughs> but c- <laughs> congratulations going full time with the fancy footballers recently. Yeah. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was um, not something I was really expecting to have happen kind of at this point in life or um, in like professional, you know, career setting or anything like that. But um it's kind of been a match made in heaven it's been awesome and it's been i think one of those jobs that you still wake up every morning and you're like this is literally my job is to sit down talk about football write about football and work with you know a lot of people would consider some of the best people in the industry which i certainly do so yeah i feel extremely lucky and and blessed to be a part of that team for sure that's awesome yeah they seem like great guys and great segue for our first question when you began studying for physical therapy, did you ever think you would utilize your experience for giving actionable advice for fantasy football about injuries? Not in a million years. <laughs> Never did I see myself doing this um, full time. But of course, you know, when I was coming out of school and when I was really kind of starting to take fantasy seriously, you know, it was kind of the perfect like marriage of my two passions, which of course is fantasy football and then some injury coverage and my knowledge as a PT. So when I was at that point in life, you know, several years ago, there really weren't that many people doing injury analysis from a fantasy sports uh, betting angle outside of names like Stefania Bell. And so I kind of said to myself, well, hey, like there's room for more voices in the space for this sort of thing, if that's something that you want to do. And I kind of thought about it for a while and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot and see where this goes. So, you know, I was doing it kind of on the side just for fun, more as a hobby, honestly. Uh, for the first couple of seasons. And then as things went by, you know, each year that went went by, more and more responsibilities falling on my plate. And I was like, all right, I'm at a point in life where I just need to decide, you know, is this the real thing? Am I just going to kind of step back and do this part time and still treat full time? Um, so yeah, it was kind of a, a crazy, you know, series of events to get here. But like I said, I couldn't be happier and definitely feel uh, lucky to be at this point in life. I mean, it's a, it's a great story. Like you said, I, I think Stefania Bell was the name that comes to mind first and foremost of who started in the space. But like you said, there's plenty of opportunity for, for us to get all that analysis of injuries because as fantasy football fans, not just experts, if you will, when someone gets hurt, is it serious? Is it not serious? How does this affect my team? One, we want the player to hopefully recover quickly, but what do we do now with our, with our team? So right. uh, mu- yep. much needed advice. And how long have you been playing fantasy football? So I probably started back in college, which at this point was, I don't know, 13 years ago, something like that. Um, And I didn't really take it seriously, honestly, at the time. Like I was definitely one of those guys that would 
join a league with like you know your college buddies i played on a club soccer team in college like with my soccer you know teammates and i was like the guy that would like accidentally leave someone out in their lineup like checked my lineup 10 minutes before the game started on sunday like definitely did not care like i do now and you know as the years went by we started getting more serious about it Uh, our best group of friends created a dynasty league that we transformed from our redraft league to dynasty as a way to keep in touch like after college and once we made that change, we completely were all in on this new format and um, and truthfully fell in love with Dynasty that way and then fell in love with Fantasy even more in that situation. So I would say, yeah, I've been playing for like 13-ish years and really started taking it seriously probably in the last like, I don't know, somewhere in the eight-ish range, eight years. But um, yeah, each year that goes by, it seems like I'm more and more in the weeds. And obviously now here I am doing this full time, so I don't really have any other choice at this point. <laughs> There you go. You're no longer the taco of your league. No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And uh, you mentioned soccer. Did you play any other sports growing up besides soccer? Yeah, so I played soccer, ice hockey, and baseball kind of when I was younger, all the way in through high school. And then late in high school, I was kind of at a point where I decided to decide like what I was focusing on. I was missing, you know, games for one sport to go to practices for another or vice versa. And it was just a lot. And so, yeah, I kind of focused later in uh, the high school years on ice hockey and soccer and then played on a club soccer team uh, when I was in college. That's awesome. Do you still follow soccer at all? Or is it just strictly football? No, I don't as much anymore. I've tried to, at least in my head, I'm trying, my wife will argue otherwise, um, take some breaks from sports <laughs> on the weekends, especially uh, where my wife will give me a hard time. She's like, you get football Thursday, sometimes Saturday in December. And then I'm, I'm a big college football fan too. So Saturdays for that. And then of course, NFL Sunday and Monday night, she's like, if you're watching other sports Saturday mornings, like when are we ever going to hang out? So uh, I haven't watched a lot of soccer, honestly, um, and haven't followed it closely, probably since I was in college, honestly. So I, I know some of the names still, the big names, but I definitely did not follow it the way I used to. Gotcha. Soccer's probably up there with me with football. So I was just curious if you were still following, but I'm sure she hated uh, some of those COVID schedule game changes when we had Tuesday and Wednesday football <laughs> as well. Yeah, the the your arguments are really tough when you're like, hey, I need to watch this game, not only on Thursday, but also on Sunday and Monday. Oh, and oh, by the way, yeah, let's throw Tuesday and Wednesday into the mix. Although that was a super fun week, not because of obviously the COVID situation, but just because like as a guy who loves now playing DFS and who analyzes it all the time, like sweet, we get another showdown slate on Tuesday, another showdown slate on, on Wednesday before you even you know blink you're you're preparing for a thursday slate so that was a lot of fun when that happened back in that uh that COVID era year yeah it's i mean i was doing a waiver wire content for triple play and so i was like all right we're gonna do the main waiver wire stuff there's some people haven't even played yet so tune in but it was definitely interesting that week and we had a couple of weeks of just craziness so hopefully that's behind us but yeah i, I can't imagine the, the scheduling with all of that and as a physical therapist and it, obviously you care about fitness and I know you were part of the, the fancy football fit club last year as well. And I know you're posting some of your, your exercise videos and just giving some advice to, to everyone. So, uh, how do you like to exercise? Yeah, it really depends on, I guess, time of year for me, like in the winter, you know, you'll find me in the gym most of the time. Um, I do like to snowboard a little bit of cross country skiing, but you know, truthfully over the last year, I would say we haven't done that as much as we would like to. Uh, however, still in the gym a ton. And then in the summers, I like to kind of mix it up. So I'll still get in the gym and do those workouts. But up here in Vermont, you know, the, the winters are so rough that once you get the chance to go outside, 
trying to lock yourself in a gym is really, really tough. So we try to enjoy some hiking, you know, getting out, running with the dog, uh, that kind of stuff. But yeah, when it's, when it's 70 in the summer, you got to really, you got to really enjoy it because the winter months are pretty brutal. So I'm like the, the opposite schedule of you. So I've lived in Florida now for about 10 years. So I, our winters are not that bad and I can't even imagine now snowboarding or skiing as a, as a way to exercise. Cause it's just not possible yeah. down here. I mean, I'm from Maryland, so we had a little bit of that, but yeah, in the summer, it's like you want to go into the gym cause it's too hot outside and the winter is right. like, oh, it's a great time to get outside and, and go run yeah, when exactly. it's 50 degrees. <laughs> That's awesome. Then there are a lot of new content creators. Uh, lots of people thinking about getting started uh, in this space now that people have honestly a little bit more time on their hands. Um, do you have one piece of advice for those people? I think, you know, it's such a competitive market to try to break into or a competitive job field. If people really do want to kind of take this seriously and get paid for it, then it's a completely different conversation than if you're just trying to do it for fun or as a hobby. In that situation, you know, be willing to put yourself out there and um, offer any sort of help you can to, to sites that exist, I think is a good way to do it. People are always, I think, afraid to get rejected or say no or to start a podcast and sound silly or not have the best takes or whatever it is. And getting over those hurdles is a great way to just break into the space initially, which is something that I think a lot of people struggle with. Um, if you're looking to kind of break in to more of a consistent role, I mean, because it's one of those jobs that, you know, you tell people like, oh, yeah, I, I work from home for a fantasy football website. Like what a silly, silly job that actually is. People are like, oh, I would love to do that. So it's extremely competitive. And in order to to get into that sort of field, you probably have to have something that you can offer that not a lot of other people can. And so for me, when I saw that opportunity, it was the injury coverage stuff. You know, I think in today's, uh, you know, football, fantasy football media world, anyone can come on and talk about redraft rankings or that kind of thing. But being able to find like what makes you different that you can offer to a certain company or to yourself is, I think, extremely uh, huge, you know, benefits to make yourself stand out in an already crowded space. That's great advice because there's a lot of voices, but that doesn't mean you can't find something special and unique for you, um, whatever that is and wherever that passion may be. 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. So that was the last of what come the, the serious questions. I have some uh, rapid fire questions if you're game. Oh, yes. Hit me. Cool. So most of these are, are themed to uh, what come children uh, to having kids since you're expecting twins soon. And honestly, by the time this this airs, you may already have twins. We'll see. <laughs> but as, <laughs> as of right now, <laughs> they're not here yet. Um, so most of these are, are themed around that. So feel free to give as much context as you want to any of your answers, or it can even be one word. Uh, so you and your wife are about to have twins. Some newborns are great sleepers. Some are terrible. We can't get to pick them. <laughs> it just depends on what happens. So would you rather sleep for four uninterrupted hours for the night or get eight hours of sleep for the day, but in one hour increments? Oof. this. So when I was looking at the show sheet for today, I was. this is the one that really made me kind of stop for a second. Because I'm someone who does not function well on little sleep. So the idea of being able to get a full eight hours sounds incredible. But if you're only getting an hour every time, I feel like you're just always tired. And there's kind of that fog of waking up after an hour of sleep. So I think I'm going to go with option A, where you get four hours uh, and then you get woken up and then you get, you know, you get to kind of go on with your day. But I'm not going to lie. I kind of went back and forth with this one. And I'm interested to see what happens with our kids because... Like you said, you don't really get to choose. You just kind of adjust to whatever happens, especially with twins. You know, we can't do the whole like 
it's your turn kind of thing like it's it's gonna be both of our turns all the time yeah definitely a team effort uh i have two young kids so my oldest was a horrible sleeper um so i would say i had a mixture of both of those scenarios whereas my youngest was a great sleeper so um i didn't have to worry about that but Honestly, uh, I don't even know what I would choose because I had a little of both and they both have their pros and cons. But uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. But yeah, sleep. <laughs> I'll sleep, sleep in like four years, man. Yet. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm going on five and a half and <laughs> I haven't had eight hours of sleep yet either, but it's all it's all good. It, it, it works great for those uh, those DFS uh, study sessions you can do in the middle of the night when you're doing a, a bottle feeding or, or whatever. You can just start plugging our answer research in the, in the middle of the night, you know, hundred <laughs> percent, man. I'll be, if anyone's uh, interested in best ball, I'll be on the underdog app probably at 3am this summer at some point, um, or multiple nights this, this summer. So yes, I plan to do that when I'm struggling to, uh, to get some, some sleep. Yeah, there's always advantages to, to those crazy hours. Um, uh, would you rather give advice to a random stranger about fantasy football or possible injury advice? Yeah, this one is is sort of tricky because I remember I'll never forget this. I remember my first day of PT school. You know, it was it was a very low key day. It's like intro stuff, and you know, everyone's just kind of getting to know each other. Um, but one of our professors made a joke. They're like, "Get ready to be asked every single question under the sun about injuries, whether you know it or you don't." And I'll never forget getting home like I don't know two weeks into it, and all the first the first summer of PT school. All you do is anatomy. So you're not actually learning about like how to treat injuries. You're just learning more about the human body. And I'm getting pictures from my sister who injured her knee running. She's just pointing to like her knee. She's like, it hurts here. What do I do? Um, my uncle sending like a picture of his shoulder and like, hey, I heard it raking leaves. What do you think I should do? So you don't know anything at that point. So those are always a lot harder because so much of injury evaluation and advice is being able to actually evaluate what's happening to give good advice otherwise you're just giving advice that you could literally give someone to say hey google this and that's probably what i could tell you like it's so hard to do so um and along the same lines actually now that i'm talking through it there's always a lot of follow-up questions over and over and over again about those injuries so i think the easier of the two options here is the fantasy advice to a random stranger awesome yeah no i I can't imagine (laughs) how many random questions you get about injuries you're like i I can't tell from that picture. I don't I put the yeah. mice on it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In the, uh, in the few weeks of full time with the ballers, I think if we include, you know, Kyle into that group, I think I've had three of the four uh, message me about something injury related or pain related going on. So that just gives you a little bit of an idea of, of what's going on there. <laughs> How many of those were pickleball related? Uh, I think two, two of those. All right. yeah. 500. There we go. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. So, um, what is one quality you hope your kids get from you? And then what is one quality you hope your kids get from your wife? So this one's easy to answer by my wife. She is a saint, uh, watching her go through pregnancy. I have an, a, a much bigger appreciation for women in general, uh, how tough they are compared to me personally. Uh, if I get a cold, I'm like, I need three days off of work. I'm so soft. Uh, but my wife is, is tough as nails. From her, I hope they get her patience. She's a special ed teacher, uh, which takes a very special level of patience. And she definitely has that way more than I do. So I hope they get that from her. And then I would say for me, I hope they get like a laid back sense of, you know, go with the flow type of attitude, not get stressed about the little things. Um, My wife and I, I think, balance each other out very well in that situation. So I think if the girls can get 
a little bit of that from their mom and a little bit of that from me, I think they'll, they'll be in good shape. That's great. Love those answers. So you're not a stranger to prop bets. So what would you set the over under at for getting spit up on in the first month? Oh, dude, this is the lock of the century. We got to put the odds here at like, I don't know, minus 500 or something like that. Like it's, it's going to happen. Um, I do have some experience with nieces and nephews when they were younger, but I was trying to think about this. And because uh, my wife and I live up in Vermont, my family is back in Pennsylvania, most of them. Um, I would see my nieces and nephews, but not super often, like especially when they were just born. So even though I have experience with younger kids and you know holding kids and playing with them, I don't remember like actually holding a lot of them as newborns, especially for a long enough time that I could have got spit up on. So I think I'm going to have to just learn on the fly. And I would say at that point, you know, we're setting the odds pretty high here. Let's go with minus 500. It is it's going to happen. Oh, I, I, it's definitely happening. I meant how many times do you think it's going to happen? Oh, my gosh. In the first month? Yeah. Factoring in two kids. Yep. I mean, that definitely changes the market here a little bit. I feel like we would go with like maybe seven and a half. I'm going to hammer the over if, if you're giving me those odds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man, it's going to happen. Guaranteed. I'm not going to lie. There's, there's a high chance it's going to happen every time you do a bottle feeding. Uh, just just Perfect. trying to burp them. Uh, <laughs> you, you got a little blanket up there, a little, a little nappy. You know, it, it'll be fine. It's not bad. I promise. <laughs> we do have an obscene amount of burp, burp cloths ready to go. So I think Perfect. we're somewhat prepared. Out of all the bodily fluids that you're going to have to handle, getting spit up on is probably the number one ranked <laughs> of, of what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm hammering, hammering the over with those odds. Uh, <laughs> so children can cause injuries. And now we're, we're bringing your PT back into this as well. Uh, would you rather step on a Lego with a bare foot once a week or get hit in the groin once a month? Oh, man. By your kids, by the way. Not, not, a, not a random hit in the groin, hit in the groin <laughs> by your kids. <laughs> that does change things a little bit. I feel like I would have to go with hitting the groin. Like, it's only once a month. It hurts, but yeah, it's temporary. But like, if you're stepping on a Lego once a week with a bare foot, like if you're stepping, especially if it's the same foot over and over again, like that sucker hurts. And, you know, we've all done it where you've stepped on something or like stepped on something coming down the stairs or whatever it is, stubbing your toe. That's just a different kind of pain. So I don't want that in my life, especially weekly. So I'll go with the uh, the other option. No, I definitely agree with that. I mean, at some point, it's going to become a, a chronic injury <laughs> with your foot. That's with right. The, with the Legos. But yeah, uh, both of those are probably going to happen at some point. But yeah, definitely. Would, <laughs> the, the once a month sounds way better <laughs> to me. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I appreciate you, you playing along with some of those silly and slightly serious uh, rapid fire questions. But that was the last of my questions for you. So I appreciate your your time joining us and letting us get to a little bit get to know a little bit more about you. And can you just tell everyone where they can find your work and find you? Yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks a lot, Zach. This was fun, man. I always love these shows, especially in the off season. They're a little more laid back. You know, there's not a lot of fantasy takes happening, which is a nice change of pace. For people so this is good i like this kind of content so again appreciate your time uh but yeah you can find me on twitter at the fantasy pt um you can find all my work with the fantasy footballers whether it's the dfs podcast the injury blitz podcast uh, or of course articles and the ultimate draft kit which drops on june 1st awesome thank you again for your time like i said this is triple play fantasy we talked at the top it's beyond this beyond the analyst series go ahead like subscribe download wherever you're watching on youtube or any of the podcasts so you don't miss any of our great content coming out and episodes. And thanks again, Matthew. Have a great one. Thanks, Zach.